You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me, of course, is Brian. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you today, as always. Yeah. So recently, we hosted an online event um, called The Gospel at the Center, which had a terrific lineup of speakers. And um, today, we want to share some of that content with you. Um, so we have, so Brian and I, we have, have gone through the sessions and, and we've picked out five that we think are going to be super helpful for yep. you to listen to on, you know, here on the podcast. Um, they're certainly not the only helpful ones. Um, in fact, we'd love for you to check out the rest at gospelproject.com. Um, but, uh, but today we are going to listen to, we're going to hear from Nancy Guthrie, who is an author and Bible teacher here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and she's going to be talking to us about grieving in a gospel culture. Yeah. And this is such an important message that she shares. Um, and it's something that you and I've talked about, Aaron, at different times on this podcast. And of course, in different forums mm-hmm. that we as believers tend to want to put a mask on. We, we, we wear the plastic masks and hide what's really going on in our lives because we want to look super spiritual. And, and for some reason, at some point in our church's history, that became mistakenly this, this facade of strength and a stiff upper lip. And no matter what we're going through, we're just going to, no, I'm, I'm doing good because I'm trusting in, in Christ. And we go through our lives like that. And meanwhile, we are just falling apart inside. And so I really loved what Nancy Guthrie had to share about being real in our grieving and uh, and just a, a really, really good word. Yeah, yeah. So we hope you enjoy it. And again, you can find all the sessions from the Gospel at the Center at gospelproject.com. I don't remember a lot about that day when my husband and son Matt and I stood at the grave with our pastor as we put our daughter Hope in the grave. But I do remember one thing he said, because it was so significant. He said, here is where we ask the question, is the gospel really true? And that was so true for me in that moment, and even more so in the days that followed. As you minister to people going through grief, One thing perhaps we don't see about it is the opportunity grief provides as it pushes people to understand the truths of Scripture, who God is, what He's doing in the world, in a deeper way than ever before. I know for me, as I went back to the Bible in the midst of that loss and another loss later of a son, there were things in the Bible that I grew up reading and talking about and supposedly having all the answers about, but there were things that I really had not understood that these losses pressed me to understand. And so for grieving people, the midst of grief is actually an opportunity for you to invite them deeper into the things of God. Now, the one question that I think most grieving people have is that question, why? And this is the beginning of a, that one of those opportunities. You know, for many people, when they have this question, why, they're looking for a philosophical answer about why bad things happen in the world. 
Many other people are looking for a circumstantial answer because they know that God has promised that he will cause all things to work together for the good of those who love them. They begin to be on a lookout for that thing, that change in a relationship, that person who maybe receives Christ at the funeral, whatever it is, they're looking for something that they could point to and make a direct and singular connection of that's why. That's why God allowed this. For me, as I looked for an answer to this all-important question why, I was looking for a scriptural answer. I went to my Bible and I was looking for an answer to that question why, and I will tell you where I found it. I found it in Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter one, we have this incredible story of the way the world once was before death, the way the world once was when everything worked right. But then we get to chapter three and we read how Adam and Eve's sin, that because of it, a curse came on all creation that impacted all of creation, including Adam and Eve. And we find out in the midst of the curse that Adam is told that this dust that he was made out of, that the day is going to come when he's going to be buried in that dust and turned back into the earth's dust. So for me, as I looked for the answer to why I have had two children who were born with a rheumatic disorder that meant that their lives were very difficult and very short, I look at Genesis chapter 3, and it shows me that this curse that impacted all of creation has infiltrated even my genetic code. So when people ask me why I think God has allowed us to have two children with this disorder, I say, because of the impact of the curse on this world that has impacted even my genetic code. But there's something else I saw in Genesis 3 besides this understanding of why this happened and why the world, in a sense, living in the world can hurt us so much. Because also in Genesis chapter 3 is the announcement of hope. It tells us about the coming of this offspring, Jesus Christ, and of his, this battle's ultimate culmination on the cross when Jesus puts an end to death, when in his resurrection, in a sense, he conquers death and then our anticipation of his coming again when he will finally put an end to death. So what difference does this gospel make in the lives of people who are grieving? And what difference can it make for you as you minister to those who are grieving? Well, I think there's three significant things. First of all, in a gospel culture, we expect that people who have, someone who has lost someone they love is going to grieve, that they're going to be sad, and maybe sad for a really long time. I remember as my husband David and I walked away from Hope's grave, my husband said to me, you know, I think we thought that our faith would somehow make this hurt less, and it doesn't. It keeps us from despair, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. You see, we are realists about this broken world because of what we know about this world. And we don't expect that gospel promises to us are going to be completely fulfilled in this life. 
We don't expect that being joined to Christ now means that he's going to protect us from experiencing the harm that's part of living in this broken world. And so as we interact with people who, who are grieving, we can be honest about how much it really hurts when we lose someone that we love. And that means that we're not always trying to fix them. It means that our first goal is not necessarily to, um, to cheer them up in the midst of the grief. It means that as we walk through grief with them, we can come alongside with them and agree with them that life in this world hurts and it's hard. There's a second way that our lives in a gospel culture make a difference as we grieve and as we minister to those who grieve. And that is that we completely expect that the Holy Spirit will do a work in the interior of our lives through His Word, a work of healing. That's who God is. God is a healer. My husband and I hold weekend retreats for couples who have lost children. And so we interact with a lot of grieving people. And for many of them, sometimes their first question to me is, is it always going to hurt this much? Because <laughs> let me tell you, that's a scary place to be. In the wake of an incredible loss and the pain comes in so great, it feels like it's pressing the life out of you and tears are so uh, all, so much always with you. It seems like you're always crying and you begin to wonder, is this my new normal? Is it going to hurt this way forever? Well, here's where the gospel brings hope. That the Holy Spirit will do his work through his word to bring healing. So I, I look in the eyes at people who are in the midst of devastating grief and I say, no, it doesn't always have to hurt as much as it does right now. Now the truth is it might get worse before it gets better. Because when we love much, the emptiness when that person is gone is significant and our grief is heavy. But as we go to God's word, expecting he's gonna work in us through it, he does. We experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit blossoming in our lives, that fruit of love and joy, even in the midst of sorrow. Peace, even in the midst of the chaotic thoughts of grief. Kindness, we're, we're able to forgive people who say things that hurt us deeply. We experience healing in the midst of grief through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's a third very important thing that happens in the midst of a gospel culture that frankly doesn't happen outside of the gospel culture. And that is that we experience what it means to grieve with hope. And our hopes are grounded in something very specific. Our hopes are grounded in what the Bible holds out to us to put our hope in. It's not just the sentimental expectation that there is a life better than this or going to heaven. Now, let me tell you, the, the truth that to be away from the body is to be present with the Lord, that is a powerfully important comforting truth. When the person you love who has always been right there with you is now no longer with you and you believe their life does extend beyond this life, it really matters to know where are they now and you wonder what they're doing now. And But I think sometimes we're somewhat stunted 
When we hand to grieving people only the hope that their loved one is now in the presence of the Lord, as real as that is, that's not the hope that the Bible points to most often. You see, the hope that the Bible holds out to us most often is Resurrection Day, a promise of resurrection. We read it in 1 Corinthians 15. Its focus is not just on going to heaven when we die, but the reality that God is going to one day return in the person of Jesus Christ and call dead bodies out of graves. That our bodies that have become come dust, he's going to do a work with that dust, a life-giving work to fashion for us bodies that are fit to live forever in the new heavens and the new earth. So my friends, as you comfort grieving people, yes, talk to them about the beauties of heaven and see what makes heaven heaven is not simply seeing others they've loved who've died. What makes heaven heaven is the person who's on the throne of heaven, Jesus Christ himself. So yes, comfort them with the reality that those they love who are in Christ are in his presence forever. But don't forget to focus on the hope that the Bible holds out to those who are grieving. That those who die in the Lord will be raised forever to live with the Lord. Comfort each other with those words. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.